welcome to Racing Incident, a Formula One podcast in an American accent. I'm Anna. And I'm Ellen. Bonjour. Bonjour. Je m'appelle Anna. Oh, I already said that. I already said my name is Anna. I really should have worked it into the real intro. That would have been more impressive. We can. This is our podcast. We can do whatever we want. We can can (laughs) cut that out. (laughs) Bonjour et bienvenue. Uh, racing, uh, racing incident, incident. podcast. Yeah. There you go. Je m'appelle Aileen. <laughs> Simon co-host <laughs> Anna. <laughs> Très bien. <laughs> Votre français est magnifique. <laughs> oh merci. Tu es très gentil. Oui, oui. C'est vrai. <laughs> okay okay back to english i mean i bet you thought we were gonna do this whole thing in french right you know that was that's what you were all thinking i know that would be the, the worst podcast in the entire world <laughs> like that legitimately really bad the worst yeah 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 i'm actually like i'm constantly i'm actually very very impressed by like pretty much almost all the drivers well i guess not all of them uh, but uh, a lot of them just know English, <laughs> but the, like the British ones mm-hmm. don't really seem to need to know anything else. But like both like Carlos and Charles, for example, you know, know Spanish and Carlos English and Italian. They both know Italian and then French also for Charles, obviously. And and they're you know, it's like they're already very, very proficient in the two languages. And But the Italian, too, I'm always like really impressed when they do their They'll do their, like, messages to the Tifosi for sometimes, like, all in Italian. And so I'm really annoyed then because I'm like, what are you saying? Although it's probably <laughs> the same stupid... I mean, whatever. It's not stupid, but it's just, like, all the same stuff over and over. It's, you know, not very exciting. Not really any great insights there. Um, but I'm always just like, it's a, how do you just talk in Italian yeah. like that? I will say, Italian, to me, I guess I technically know French. I feel weird saying that. I feel very pretentious saying that. <laughs> but it's partially true. Um, like, could you have a could you have a whole conversation? Wee oui, wee. Oui. Oh, yeah, okay. I I could I could if I tried really hard enough. Um, cool. I mean, I did my whole degree in French, so God, I hope I can have a conversation in French. <laughs> Although at this point, it's pretty rusty. Yeah. But I was gonna say, I find that Italian is very similar vocabulary to Spanish, with. Very similar grammar to French. Oh, okay. Now this so you're is saying that it's probably not super hard for them. No, what I think is probably difficult is the accent. Like I was trying to learn uh-huh. a little bit of Italian, and I kept trying to speak Italian with a French accent. So, like I found that kind of <laughs> difficult. You know, but that being said, they're all Romance languages, so like they all have they're all very similar. Right, it's right. just that that's I. What, that's what people tell me. You know, the vocabulary is more similar to Italian vocabulary is more similar to Spanish, and grammar is yeah. more similar to French, but they are all similar. Like it's, you know, relative. Yeah, I guess. I guess maybe I'm just like. I guess if I think about it, then they're really they're using the languages a lot. You know, so it's kind of like, it it probably is second nature almost. And and as far as Italian, I'm sure they mostly know like they might not be able to have a you know really deep and uh whatever discussion with a lot of like vocab usage in Italian but they could talk about the car and the race and things that they need to be able to talk about yeah. like with the mechanics and the engineers and totally. stuff like that yeah so yeah I always say like if like I that. if I have a conversation with a French teenager like I'm I'm cooked like I don't yeah I'm gonna ha- yeah I'm gonna have to tap out because it's so no hard it's so hard yeah, talking is the hardest thing. I mean, I didn't go as far. I didn't learn French as long as you did. I only went through, like, uh, the end of high school. That's pretty much it. But, like, at that point, I had been taking it since seventh grade. And I remember in my, like, either junior or senior year, we had, like, exchange students come mm-hmm. from France. And they were, like, and they wanted to encourage us to, like, talk to them. And, of course, their English is, like, perfect, y- right? Yes. And, yes. <laughs> and all like, of us. My English is so bad. Meanwhile, yeah, proceeds yeah, to always, give a monologue. Yeah, how is this? It's fantastic how everybody is always saying that who where English isn't their first language. They're always like really self conscious about it, whereas it's like fantastic. It's like better than English speakers. Yeah, but yeah, all of us were extremely scared to talk to them, like and just really didn't because we're like, this is just not (laughs) not gonna work. Yeah, it's hard. Anyway, this has been the language portion of the podcast. 
Um, hope you enjoyed that. Uh, we uh, we don't know as many Sponsored languages. Sponsored by tr- Babbel. Not really. <laughs> yeah, right. Not really. But it, it, Duolingo, we yeah, love you. Yeah. Yeah, Duolingo. That like, oh, owl I haunts me. <laughs> I totally started trying to learn Spanish with it once, but um, then I fell off the wagon, of course, like I do with everything else. So that did not work out. But um, that's neither here nor there. And uh, we are here to talk about the French Grand Prix. It, I mean, overall, it was a little boring. Like, yeah, other, right? like, I, it wasn't as boring as they normally are. Yeah. But it was still not. I was still struggling to pay attention. Yeah. I think. Yeah. I want to say I've heard this on the Autosport podcast. I think it's Jess McFadden says that she judges a race by by how often she wants to look at her phone. And I think that's a great <laughs> that's a great it measure is, yeah. because there are totally. some races where I am glued to the screen. I don't want to pick up my phone. I don't want to do anything else. Mm-hmm. And this was definitely a race where I was reaching for my phone. I wanted to like go do laundry. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I was thinking about like what I was going to eat for lunch. <laughs> <laughs> there's definitely a, there's definitely a big chunk yeah where you could have probably done your laundry yeah and then like all of a sudden i was like oh my god george is gonna be in george is gonna be on the podium <laughs> yeah um yeah um first of all i just want to quickly mention um you know i guess uh it's it's nice we can talk about just the race this week uh because uh it, it seems like at least there wasn't uh any uh uh, tomfoolery like in uh, Austria they did introduce some more security measures although they don't really sound like much yeah whatever that um, means my yeah <laughs> my guess is that it's just that um it's uh more laid back in France you know fewer um a-holes there or <laughs> at least people who know how to control themselves yeah you know, you know it's Provence it's the summer yeah, you know, they're just like, they've got their little, um, they had, I saw there was a part where they were showing, they have like a little, uh, uh, like a little kind of beachy area where there's sand. Oh, that's I was fun. like, actually like, what is this? The Miami Grand Prix? <laughs> like, I was confused. Uh, where are we? Uh, but yeah, it was nice because there was like a bar there and they had like rosé and whatever else. A little recar. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, it was great. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess that'll be it for that though, because it's it sounds like this is going to be probably the last yeah. French Grand Prix for a while anyway. Which or I maybe forever. You know, I wish they would have another. I, there needs to be a French Grand Prix, like not solely because this is like the birthplace of Grand Prix style racing. But I don't know. I just feel like it needs to be. There needs to be a race in France. I also feel the same way about Germany. Like it's kind of a tragedy yeah. that there's no German Grand Prix. Mm-hmm. Like Nurburgring is right there, people. It is right yeah. there. Why? What are we doing? Why are we waiting? Please, I beg of you. Um, yeah. And that being said, I do. I don't love Paul Ricard. It's kind of like one of the filler races to me. But I do prefer it to like Miami Grand Prix. <laughs> Although I feel like that one would be fun to to go to. Oh, I'm no doubt. I don't know. No so yeah. I, I don't. I, these are all questions that I that I know we both grapple with. Like, you know, yeah. you know, we're gonna need races that are gonna pay for some of these classic tracks, like a spa, which I will be very sad if they get rid of. Which seems like it might be in the chopping block. Um, yeah, that one I don't want to see gone. I, I really don't want to see that one gone either. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so to pay for some of these kind of like more classic tracks, but I do also want to see some new ones. I do want to see Kyalami. I do want to see, you know, a track in like, I'm trying to think of another one off the top of my head. Um, It would be great if there were ones in other parts of Africa. Yes. Yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. Or, um... What is Saipang? Saipang. There's nothing in like... That's uh, the one I was thinking... Yes, a, yeah, a Indian Grand Prix. In India would be awesome. Or Sepang, which I believe is in Malaysia or Indonesia. Yeah, I think they've, they've, they used to go there, didn't yes. they? Yes, so I, while I would love to yeah. see those as well. So it, it's, I, I do struggle with that question. I don't know if there's necessarily yeah. a right answer. Um, yeah, it's a tough one. But I think it would be a, I, it would be a tragedy to not see something like Spa 
on the on the, yeah. the calendar. Yeah, that's I there's going to be it's going to be interesting actually to see what the reaction's going to be if they chop spa because I feel like there's going to be people are going to like riot. I would say do you feel <laughs> like this is be... F1's European Super League moment? Mm. Cuz it could yeah. be. Could be, could be. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I mean, I'm going to, I don't, yeah, I don't necessarily care about Paul Ricard waving bye-bye to that. Although, I must say now, if the, I don't know if they've always had these bucket hats that were I very prevalent this weekend. I need it. I need the bucket hat, I number need one. need the bucket hat. And number two, I'm going to, like, I just thought it was fantastic that literally, like, everyone's wearing them. Um, it was, it's just, it was so cute. Like, people are all in these cute bucket hats. I, I mean, it, it looks like... The aesthetic I mean, was on point. The, the aesthetic of like, Paul Ricard is 100% <laughs> on point. Like, the track, it looks awesome. I love, like, the neon Paul Ricard sign. Yeah, that that is cool. That is cool. It is, it is but, an aesthetics. Um, yeah. It is, yeah, it's on point. It is. It's cool. It's too bad that they can't get, like, if... I mean, it's if they could get um, more... Uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't know why they can't... I'm not clear on why they can't like build more grandstands or more whatever. Like just like redesign the track. As I understand, that's one of the issues is that like the way Formula One's going, like they want to be at these places where you can have you know forty thousand people or whatever, and you can't get that many at a lot of these um, tracks like um, uh, like like Castellet. But the but like couldn't they build more? I don't know. Maybe it just wouldn't be sufficient anyway. Well, but, I, yeah, that's what I, I don't get that either because they were able to to rebuild Zonvoort event essentially. Yeah, and um, I don't know why they can't do that to Le Castellet. I don't well, particularly I mean, like Zonvoort as a track. Yeah, <laughs> but um, I just think it's too short. But yeah. from everything I've heard, I mean, the banking's cool though. The, the banking, banking is really the banking cool. seems really sick. Actually, I'm really excited to see it with these newer cars. I think that last year yeah. with the bigger cars, it it didn't quite do it for me. But um, mm-hmm. I'm excited to see with these yeah. newer cars. Not that we're trying to get ahead of ourselves here for the, the Dutch Grand Prix, but... <laughs> I think it was hard to overtake there, although maybe that'll be better. Yeah, hopefully. Know, hopefully. But I did... Yeah. I had heard nothing about... Nothing but good things about the access of that place. You know, like, it was really yeah. easy to get to. It was really easy to get out of. Yeah. It was safe. It was... Yeah, people need to get, like, advice from them or something on, like, those people because, you know, it sounds like apparently it was a I, – I don't actually understand what these race organizers do in a lot of these places. Even, like, like people complained a lot about Silverstone this year, actually. Yeah. Where they said that the traffic was horrendous, that the it was, like, it took, like, four hours to get out of there or whatever or something. Like, th- these types of things, I'm just, like – why is this happening? There's not, there doesn't, this doesn't need to be happening. Like mm-hmm. I've, <laughs> no, I've it gone doesn't. to like both. I don't understand. I, I don't know why it's, it, it's, it sounds like something that should be able to be fixed. And in general, like the, well, especially in again, a place like Silverson where it's like in the middle of nowhere, like you would think right. that they would be able to create like temporary roads or something like in and out of yeah, the track. So you, like you something. have like the main permanent road, but it's very strange to me. It's very strange. Like, again, this is, like, that part, the whole part of, like, how, it, like, Formula One wants to be a sport, but they, in their, in a lot of people's minds, they're still back in the days of, like, when, you know, it was a lot fewer people showing up and yes. it was not as crowded and not as, you know, I mean, like, get with the program, everyone. So, yeah, it just, uh, anyway. Um, so, yeah, uh, so I don't know if the, Enhanced security measures worked in France, or if uh, French people are just uh, much more genteel. Um, maybe it's a bit of both. Um, but uh, or you know those bucket hats are well, just so cute. Like, the bucket you hats are you so can't harass good. someone wearing one of those. I will say um, though that they're, they're adorable. The French government is under a little bit of um, what's the word scrutiny? I think <laughs> yeah. for their their right. handling of the Champions League final, which was. Poor, mm. to say the least. That was it was Madrid versus Liverpool. Um, unfortunately, the Reds were not victorious. But <laughs> yeah, it was really bad. They they um, they did not have enough security, and then they tried to blame it on the English fans. Uh. Um, and there was like a whole inquiry going on now about it. Um. So, yeah, I wonder if that had something to do with it. Hmm. 
like they, like their yes. like their sports minister got called before their senate like oh. it was it was really bad okay um, interesting yeah yeah um maybe or uh, let's just hope that uh, it was that people were not um, jackasses <laughs> uh, but yeah they uh, apparently what they did was they like they made like security more visible they had these visible like SOS assistance phones which I'm not clear on whether that's, I guess it would be useful. Um, you know, people could, you can go to one of those and you can call and you'll be on with the security Are those personnel, like those campus buttons that you see on universities? I, yeah, yeah, basically. That's what I thought of immediately. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. Or like they, in some um, uh, areas of the city, you see those or, you know, yeah. there's, yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. I guess it's something. Yeah. Um, and then they said they were going to also have, like, messages shown on screens to respect each other, which is like, okay. I mean, I guess I guess sometimes a reminder like that yeah, can I, possibly be helpful. I will say, I did allude to this, or I did say it earlier, that I did my degree in French, so I have, like, a... And I lived in France for a little bit, so I have, like, a... I, I don't know, not a deeper understanding, or just, like, a mm-hmm. more contact with French culture. And sure. publicly shaming people is a large part of their culture, so I do think that something like that does work there. Okay. Where um, they would, I like where it. they would put messages I'm, out and I'm be like, be this. respectful. Yeah. yeah because yeah. They, public shaming is a large part of their culture, or not even, not even this. necessarily public shaming, but like public criticism. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, and I think this actually goes back to the the conversation we were having about you'll meet a random European they'll be like oh my English isn't so good and it's like literally freaking Shakespeare like the best English you've ever heard (laughs) yeah and I I think a lot of that especially in France is that people will correct you without like they'll just give you their criticism without you ever Mm -hmm. asking for it and so (laughs) it like does something to their self-confidence where they have like the best like they can be the best at something but all they've ever heard is how terrible they are at it so they don't actually believe They don't have yeah, the confidence yeah. in what they're doing, even though they're perfectly fine or they're doing great. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Well, I mean, this, but based on this, I could totally be French, except for the fact that I'm too fat. They don't dig <laughs> that. But um, that's a myth. I, I, I would love to just uh, tell people how much they suck <laughs> on a regular basis. Like you suck. <laughs> <laughs> how do you say how would you say you suck in French <laughs> or something to that effect I need to I need to learn a phrase like I this. would just call somebody like just say like you like you're an idiot you'd be like okay to an con like cln con okay Canada. okay okay Useful. now I'm swearing Useful. in French on this podcast no that's all right yeah there's a uh, um a lot of swearing that we probably need to do mostly at Ferrari. Um, yes. I mean, I, I, I think it's, I think it's unquestionable that, uh, this race was, you know, again, it was not super exciting overall. And even, I have to say, even during qualifying, I was like, like usually qualifying is not boring yeah. no matter what sort of, because you're like, Ooh, who's gonna, but I was, it was like a boring qualifying. <laughs> I was like, this is not exciting. I don't care. <laughs> I have to agree. Very, yeah, it was very anticlimactic. I can't put my finger on why even exactly. I guess because it wasn't like there were no, you know, really like close calls or like, you know, things that were like, oh, oh my God, you know, it was, like, yeah. He's going to go like into that. the wall. Yeah, or just there was no, it was no like drama there at all. So that was a bummer. I, uh, I have to say, I don't understand before we... Um, talk Ferrari, which, you know, uh, so much to say. I, I don't understand why Mercedes is so, like, bad and qualifying and so much better in the race. Like, I need someone to explain this to me. If you know why, send us an email or add us on Twitter. It's at racing underscore incident. And our email, of course, is racingincidentpodpod at gmail.com. Um, someone explain this to me, please, because I don't understand it, and I would like to know. My, do, do you know? My my <laughs> thought is that the car's a piece of shit, which we already knew, <laughs> and that George and Lewis are just so good that they're able to race with it, but they just, the car just doesn't have, like, the raw pace, which is really what's more important mm. in qualifying. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they're able to kind of, you know, 
wrestle the car into positions yeah, it maybe, doesn't necessarily maybe it's that belong. Once you're, yeah. It must be that, yeah, once you're driving around for 50 laps or 60 laps or however many, you know, maybe it's like that you kind of, you start to like come to terms with what you need to do maybe more. Whereas qualifying is like you got to make it happen on one lap and the, or, or another lap maybe you'll get and it's like you don't have any time to to really um, kind of hone in on it. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Because I sense. mean, if anyone's other ideas, let us know. Right? I, I could, <laughs> I could I'm, have... I'm so bothered by this. They were so far off in qualifying. Like, come on. It's just like, if, if everyone else didn't suck worse, then we'd have a real problem on our hands, you know, being that far off the leaders. Oh, yeah. It's just lucky that other people suck more. You know, that's the only thing helping well, us out here. I was going to say, it'll be interesting with the new, the regulate, like the clarification on the, the floor is going to come out yeah. for spa. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Although so. there's like already a fight underway, right, about that where they don't want to, you know, the teams don't, a lot of the teams don't want to um, really comply with these regulations. They don't agree with them. Yeah, because the regulations they, so I don't, do kind of suck. Yeah. Like. <laughs> so, so I don't know. It, it's I think it's still, if it's really going to go in effect exactly like what they said, or is it going to be like a uh, um, consensus that they have to come to? I'm not even sure. Yeah, I think that. Maybe, I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't really I don't know. I was. Yeah. I don't think that the flexi floor is necessarily illegal, as, as yeah, in the way I that mean, the exactly. rules are written now. So I guess maybe that's that's what the clarification is going to provide us. I mean, everything in Formula One is potentially illegal. It's yes. Like also, all that's all that has to happen is someone has to complain about exactly. it. exactly. Like, and then it suddenly becomes illegal. Yes. Like it's not nothing is legal or illegal. It's all just a thin line. Exactly. And you know, it's someone complains, and that's why I I, I actually get, I get kind of irritated honestly when people are like, you know, people now are and have been for a long time now ever since the directive came out like on social media and wherever being like. You know, oh, we're gonna like Ferrari and Red Bull are you know cheaters and they've I'm got not. an illegal floor and this. I'm like, guys, like, is this? Are you? I mean, we have not been fans for that long, and already it's extremely, extremely obvious that it's it's just a very slippery thing. Yeah, it's well, legal and not legal, the, and it's completely defined by whether someone complains or not. Exactly. And, and this the their whole job, it. like the engineer's whole job, is to find those loopholes in the formula exactly. to create the fastest car. And then you yeah. complain about it and see whether or not that this is a route that the FA is going to let you go. And then the other teams can copy it, right? Yep. Yeah, or like, or they decide that, like, well, no, this would be ridiculous if, like, so some team finds something that makes them, you know, so much faster, then this is not going to be interesting for people to watch to see one team run away with it or whatever. Mm-hmm. So they, you know, they, they rein things in like that. Like, n- nobody would – people will be complaining – if I mean, people already complained during like, Mercedes' era of dominance. Anyway, right? There was plenty of complaining. But, yeah, especially with um, the DAS. But yeah, that was brilliant. <laughs> would DAS is brilliant. Definitely. Yeah, I don't know where that brilliance has gone, but um, the <laughs> <laughs> maybe it'll be back. Um, but yeah, um, so that's yeah, it's, just, it's frustrating. But I'm glad that we're good in the race. I'm glad that you know that uh, um, that we have literally like the two best drivers i mean it's like a fact if you ask me mm-hmm. you know just the as far as yeah. the duo you know because yeah. there are other teams that have like one good driver or or i mean ferrari they're both very good too but like it's just not the same yeah Ferrari, it's just mm. not the same well i guess with they're they're the closest in a sense yeah. but it's yeah <laughs> well I'm, I'm only talking about the drivers here <laughs> just the drivers because the, they're you know there's a lot of stuff that's not their fault i was gonna say um, i was not high on george and i am very high on george now he is yeah insane. yeah i was i wasn't high on him either because i thought that it was all like overdone and over hyped like his whole you know his whole tale of you know his career and and everything, and, and that, like, his, yes, his lap at Spa was amazing, it was, but, like, yeah. you know, I just, I felt like everything was just a little bit, like, well, you know, too much, my, and I'm like, there's no way. For me, it was, like, t- it was just another classic case of British bias. I'm like, <laughs> Jesus Christ, we get it, like, and I still feel that way, too. I'm like, oh, my God, we know he's good. We know he's good. <laughs> Leave him alone. Yeah. Let him be himself. <laughs> 
Like, don't yeah, put so much pressure a, on him. I know. I know, but I don't think anyone could put any more pressure on him than he puts on himself and the, that all these guys do, you know? Mm-hmm. That's kind of the name of the game, I, I think. So there's really no no uh, worry there, I would say. But, um, yeah, I... Uh, <laughs> Ferrari, where where <laughs> even to begin? I let let's begin um, in in more of a I guess let's go chronologically. Uh, yeah. In that you know and and of course the first thing that happened was I guess this well I guess technically although there's there's some discussion now apparently I've heard that there are conspiracy theories about whether what happened uh, when Charles spun out whether that was his fault. Or whether there could have been something um, technically wrong or mechanically wrong, but that he that it would be like covered up, that he that it would be. Um, but I don't think that that's. You go first. I, I, yeah, I will go. I will tell you why I think that's not a good theory, and that is because he would have had to like they talked to the media, talked to him, you know, as soon as whatever they they come he comes back from wherever side road he was sitting on dejectedly and uh you know you have to go right to the media pen he wouldn't have had much time I don't think or maybe any to talk to the team um the mechanics etc so he goes right away and tells the media that it was his fault he made a mistake um you know one of those things and so I don't think he would have like what would he have there been nothing yet to cover up like he felt like it however I guess you could say that if that was his feeling that it was his fault, maybe that's what he thought and that's what he felt happened. But then if he found out something else, then it, that that could have still, you know, that I guess it could still, I guess it could be true anyway. But yeah. So what do you think? My thing is, is that when he crashed, he was screaming about the throttle puddle. Yeah. Yeah. But was that like because he was trying to back up out of the wall? Like, no, I think. I think what happened was, is that it got stuck when he was trying to accelerate out of the apex and then he yeah. lost the rear. So you do think that it was. I do. Because yeah, this yeah. is not the first time he's had this problem with that car. Right. And I think mm-hmm. Carlos has had the same problem as well. Has he? I don't remember him. That's what I heard on Sky. I'm I'm not gonna okay. lie, okay. dear listeners. Well, I did not. One would assume that's true. Then I didn't do my full due diligence on this. This is just what I'm remembering from watching the race and what I think. And of course, this is just my opinion. So I don't know. Take that as you will. So you think it could be a thing that he's like covering for the team? Well, not even that he's necessarily covering for the team. I think that. Charles is the type of guy to immediately blame himself, not blame mm-hmm. other people. So yeah. I think that's his immediate reaction. Um, yeah. I don't think he's the type of person to be like, oh, it's your fault. So I think that's part of it. Two, we know that Ferrari is very, dare I say, brainwashy, but... <laughs> um, yeah, like I think that they they instill a deep sense of team over individual. Yeah. And he has been and yes. Charles has been a part of the Ferrari ecosystem for a long time now, you know, when he was with Sauber. Well, for his entire almost yeah. I mean basically his entire racing you know, career. He would have been Yeah, he would have been in the Young Driver Academy and he would have so a long 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 time. Yeah, so I, I think he has a lot of faith in them to you know always have his back or always support him and, and that he and has that, Stockholm syndrome yes that's what I'm saying so like I think that goes both ways so that like he'll take the blame even though it's not really his fault because yeah, he's covering yeah. for them in the same way that they might cover for him although yeah. as we know Ferrari loves to scapegoat people when they have problems <laughs> i.e. subvettle so yeah yeah that being said, oh, I, it really I mean, could be it, was, it really could be either though because we know that Charles yeah. sometimes makes mistakes, like driving into people mm-hmm. or just like randomly crashing and saying I am stupid. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but we also oh, know Ferrari I, has a terrible car. <laughs> well, not a terrible car. They have a fast car. They have a car that might light on fire at any point. Um, yeah. And they also have clowns. Or one as, whose clutch might not work. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they have clowns as strategists and lion tamers as engineers. <laughs> so, you know. It, and the team principal is a trapeze artist. It, literally. 
<laughs> yeah, it's it is a bit of a clown show. Like I I mean I'm even I'm starting to be like like isn't this like damaging to the brand? Yes. This has like, to be somehow the, damaging the to the brand. The only thing I have to say to them is Perquet. Perquet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I it's just uh I mean, it was heartbreaking, though, of course. Oh, my God. Sure. Like, I was definitely, like, I was, like, I was, like, this is the sorriest I could feel for someone who, I mean, you know, who I'm not necessarily, like, uh, totally their biggest fan yeah. or whatever. But overall, I really like him, and I I, I want him to do well. Um, and I, I mean, I definitely, I mean, you know, where I were, like, many other people in the anyone but Max camp, and now it looks like that dream is dead. Uh, yeah, I don't, I, I'm not ready to say it's dead, but it's increasingly unlikely. Yeah, it's, it feels pretty dead. I mean, it's like, there would have to, I mean, I, I saw, what is it like? He'd have to win every single race, uh, for the remainder of the season. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I, I don't see that happening. Uh, that's just not that does not realistic. No, at all. it's not realistic at all. Uh, how how can that's not going to happen? Well, so and you know what too? I, I think it's pretty much. It's over. so upsetting about this is that like Ferrari did it to themselves, like with yes. their just like stupid strategy. And like okay, whatever you want to mm. criticize, let's let's operate based off off the idea that this was a mistake by Charles. Okay, fine. It doesn't even matter because the reason that they're in this position to begin with is because of Ferrari's dumb strategy calls they shouldn't even have been in this position to begin with and whose fault that they're in this position is ferrari i mean charles charles excuse me has really not made made like hardly any mistakes this year outside of imola and potentially yeah yesterday or excuse me sunday yeah so you know it it's really it's really ferrari's fault Yeah, imagine how different things would be. Imagine how different things would be if what happened in Monaco hadn't happened, if he hadn't had the, um, uh, uh, he hadn't had the other, the one, wherever that DNF was, where it was uh, an issue with the car. If if all these other things hadn't happened, um, imagine how different it would be. It would still be, uh, you know, disappointing, obviously, but it wouldn't feel like, he wouldn't have to, like, lock himself in his apartment yes, like poor oh Charles. My God, that they asked him what's he gonna do before Budapest and he was like cry I'm just gonna close myself at home and only go out when I have to catch the plane oh. to go to Budapest I just want to stay alone like it's oh just like God. heartbreaking like I'm my, my heart aches for him I know I'm like I know he's rich it's... but like can I send him like a care package or something <laughs> like do you need some like cookies a snack I know right like, I don't know <laughs> totally and like a, no, a virtual I'm hug sure there's a way like, to yeah well there are people send things fans send things to like the drivers you send it to like the team or whatever and then I think they get it to them yeah. you know so I'm sure there's probably a way we should we should we should uh, look into that maybe because yeah I mean oh, I oh my god it's, it, it, uh, it's got is... it's got to feel awful yeah. like you I mean, that, that video of, like, that someone made the cute, you know, like, video of, uh, like, the marshals consoling him and all this yeah. stuff. Like, he just, like, he gets out of that car and he is just, like. I know. I, he, I've <laughs> never wanted to give someone a hug, like, so much in my life. Like. I know. I'm like, you just need, I like. A, I don't know. A weighted blanket or something. I know. Hopefully, hopefully Charlotte can cheer him up. I mean, I really hope so because, like. It's, it's not good. It's not good. You know, you're going into now one of the races that you have to win, like all of them, if you're going to um, still have a chance at this championship. And it's like, I, I just hope he I hope he can get his mind right, you know, in advance of um, in advance of uh, Hungary, because, yeah, it's it's just going to. I mean, I, I don't know how they even do it. I don't know how you turn the page on something when it's like when it, it's so much. It's easier when it's I feel like it's easier when it's you know, something with the car or whatever, like it blows up or this, like it's, that's more like, well, it sucks, but that's yeah, out of your control. Right. But when you know you made the mistake, um, that's got to feel. And so I'm just like, I'm just sitting here like, when is Max going to make a mistake? Like, can we have some mistakes well, from that camp? So, <laughs> yeah, and I'm sure he will at some point. I mean, everybody makes mistakes. 
But I don't know. He's like a robot. I mean, he he drove <laughs> into the wall during his qualifying lap. That was a mistake last year. All right. It's he's but like that was he, under severe pressure. Yes, but he's like of, Lewis. Lewis hardly makes mistakes too. But then yeah, sometimes he does. Yeah. So I, here, actually, yeah. I do want to talk about Max Verstappen very quickly in relation to Charles, or more, I guess, I want to talk about Red Bull versus Ferrari. Not that we're, like, big Red Bull fans or anything, but I no. I think that maybe the conversation needs to be had about Ferrari finding a new team principal. Oh, yeah, I think it's past time for that you conversation. You Mattia is a brilliant engineer, and that's how he came up. He that's, that's how he started as a mechanic, I believe, and then worked his way up, and he's been an engineer ever since. So he's really good with the the technical side of it. But I don't think he's very good at like the actual team principal job and, and say whatever you want as somebody like Christian Horner, but he's very good at that job. He's the job is all politics and Mm. Christian Horner is a great politician. And you know, Matt, is not, he's not good at managing the driver's egos. He's not good at managing the press. He's not good at keeping it all together. Yeah, I mean, this is just not, like, the the types of things that he even says. Like, this, when I read this quote, I was just, like, rolling around on the floor laughing. Like, what they, you know, they asked him uh, to, uh, you know, uh, you know, now, how do you feel like the your hopes now are basically hanging on Red Bull has to screw up, you know, for you guys to, to do. Bonotto said, I don't know because I'm not counting points. If you would have asked me before this race what was the gap to Red Bull or Max, I couldn't answer you. What? Because I'm not looking. Like, this is what this man said. Okay. Can you imagine Christian Horner being like? No. Never. None of none of them. Like like, Otmar, freaking Mike Crack. Okay. They've got those numbers memorized. I guarantee you. Like even if he like he's trying to Ferrari has this whole vibe of like we're above it all. Yes. But, like, if you're above it all, you're not in it. You're not in the championship then, which I guess is, you know. Which is accurate then, because you're not going to win. Which is what happens. That's what happens with that kind of mindset. Yes. You can't be above it all. You have to be in it, down in the dirt, slugging it out. I'm like, you know? I hate to break That's it to you. You are, not, you are not running away with it this year. And even, even, I mean, even Mercedes at their peak, they knew exactly what they needed to do, how many points they needed to get the win. Yeah. So I mean, Mercedes are a whole other story altogether. I think a lot of them. I think a lot of. I think increasingly, it seems to me maybe like there was a lot of Lewis Hamilton being amazing, papering over a bunch of things potentially over there, and and the car being amazing, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and the combination of the two being just you know unstoppable. So because now you know like with these like crappy ass pit stops for example like i am not having it anymore yes like i am tired again not to praise red bull but they do have the best pit stops like i'm okay credit where credit yeah no you're totally right credit where credit's due they're great um yeah they're great at the pit stops it kills me to say but yeah christian is as you said he is phenomenal at that job i mean he's you know he he's really really good at it like i feel like uh, I, I, I didn't, and yeah, the pit stops, I just don't know. Like, that's, like, guys, like, there's gotta be a way to get those to a better place. Like, I, I, how hard is this? Yeah. Like, do some, do, like, extra practice, do what you gotta do, do, I don't know. Like, figure something I, I'd out. I'd be like, like, this is not. And maybe this is, maybe this is the American in us, but I'd be like, we're doing two-a-days, <laughs> we're doing suicides, we are doing this. Until we figure it out. Yeah. We're doing stairs. Totally. Yeah. I'm taking you to the nearest football stadium. A hundred percent. You're going to run a lap around the stadium and then you're going <laughs> to run up the stairs. It's going to be 95 degrees and you will maybe get some water at the end. Yeah, totally. Totally. Take them to some kind of, you know, pit stop boot camp. Like I'm yes. all for it. And, and do what to you got to do. I mean, I'm, non-Americans listening. Yes. American high schools do participate in child abuse <laughs> totally totally yeah no i mean this like do something please because this is not okay please this is not okay this is not acceptable you're supposed to be a top team i mean presumably get get it together but um so i mean you know you could say that's a small problem compared to what ferrari's got going on but <laughs> we don't have as fast a car so we got to get things like that 
really, really in line. When you're when you don't have the you know because of course before they had this you know they had a rocket ship they they could have done a right. you know five second pit stop and it wouldn't have mattered yeah well they they probably they were like whatever <laughs> but it were just it was it was back then it was like vibes and Lewis yeah and that's what the, you didn't need anything else well and I was gonna say like especially because Ferrari is very determined to just like throw away this whole season. <laughs> like, just be like, we have a fast car, but we don't care, and we don't really want to win. Well, they're not counting points. They're not so counting not points, counting so the points. they're not really so in it. Who, I mean, who cares? They're, here, they're yeah. like Kimmy. It's a hobby. I mean, this explained this explained to me a lot. I read this, that he said this. I was like, oh, well, that's why he's so chill all the time. When they're talking to him about, like, the latest DNF or the latest, you know, strategy blunder, he's just like, whatever. Oh, I guess if you're not counting points, I guess it's all good. It's all, it's, it's, it's all like chill. the it's all... the kid who's like failing a class, but it like has <laughs> right. no idea because they're like, eh, whatever. I'll just get another a better score on the next test. Yeah. Meanwhile, there's yeah, like yeah. one test left. You know. <laughs> it's exactly like that. Yeah. If you don't, if you don't, you know, denial is not just a, a river. De- denial um. is a hell of a drug. <laughs> it's a great it's great they're and they're all on it i guess at ferrari because like it, it's also i mean i, I think for, i guess from carlos's side it was sweet like he like defended Charles too he was like very nice and he was very like you know it could happen to anyone he was like i was making a lot of mistakes earlier in the season like we all recall you know he's like it could you know he and he was being very sweet and very nice and it was like and i do genuinely think the one sort of uh, bright spot is they're like the, the they have such a great relationship they have a great working relationship they're they're not um I mean maybe it's like too good some could say well, I, you know, in the sense of that Ferrari doesn't really I was gonna say know, like Carl I mean we already know that Carlos is a very charming man but like he must be insanely charming in person because I feel like wherever he goes people are like I love you like oh, him yeah. and Lando yeah. love each other yeah. Him and Charles love each yeah. other. Every other dri- mm-hmm. driver, excuse me, driver's like, man, that's my guy. True. Yeah, no, I think that's right. And we, I mean, like we've already talked about, I think that that's, he's charmed everyone at Ferrari too. Like, I, I think genuinely that's why, I think you put some other guy in there who is equal to him in driving ability, but is not so charming and not so, uh, you know, um, good at the politics and everything. And and you would have no, they would have no problem saying who the number one and number two are. Yeah. But because it's him, he he's just it's the hair. I mean, it, it must, must be, be the hair. I guess look, it's it's the hair. Like look at you. How can you, how can you say anything negative to a guy like that, who whose hair looks like that? Honestly, you know. Yeah. There, he's like, you didn't see him in the bucket hats. I have to say, like there, because that would be a crime <laughs> to cover up that hair. Would be a crime. I mean, of he's course, like, he wears the Ferrari. He's cap like, let me take but, you out for a round of golf. Yeah. Let me get you a beer preferably the uh Estrella Galicia zero zero percent because that's his main sponsor (laughs) you won't get drunk but you will just by looking into my deep brown eyes I'll have you feeling some type (laughs) of way yeah yeah totally totally he's he's I'm telling you he's like he's got everyone hypnotized it's it's amazing. I'm impressed. Yeah. I'm impressed. Good for him. He really is a smooth operator, I guess. Truly. And but yeah, but they but they they keep trying to unsmooth him, Ferrari. You know, I mean, they like they they telling him to pit when he's oh like God. doing an overtake. We haven't even talked about. That I mean, yet. that was like I, I I don't even know I don't even know how to I, I don't even know what to say. That was like I when I saw that happen, I was like, <laughs> they're not. I'm like, oh my God, they are. Like. They have more. They have all the same, if not more, information that we do as viewers. I also uh, have only been watching F1 for like a year. I'm not scientifically inclined whatsoever. I got a C in my high school's physics class. Um, <laughs> and I saw what was happening and was like, that is stupid. Yeah. I mean, Carlos, too, you could tell he didn't want to like they were they were mentioning they were saying before, like, I think I, I actually was hoping he would. I was surprised that he did pit in the end because I thought maybe he was going to, you know, exercise his, you know, Carlos uh, will like he did in Monaco yeah. where they wanted him to come in for inserts. And he's like, no, no, we'll go right to slicks. You know, that that's a bad idea. Or What was the, the last race where he what was the race where he won? Silverstone. Uh, Silverstone. Silverstone. Yeah. yeah. Like. They tried to sabotage him there, and he was like, not mm-hmm. having it. 
<laughs> Stop inventing. <laughs> iconic, iconic words that will live in our minds forever. But yeah, it's a... Uh, he, I mean, I was, yes, I was surprised. I was like, oh, no, sh- no, Carlos, no, stand your ground, you know? Yeah, maybe <laughs> was he like, just was like, I don't care, and, like, my tires are going, and, like, yeah. maybe I'll just show them that, like, when I listen to them, this is what happens. But but they don't, but they don't care. They don't learn anything from this. They don't come to any conclusions. Like, it, it has been, um, you know, I read uh, an analysis of this on The Race where they said that it doesn't seem like what they what, what Ferrari are Ferrari have been adamant since the race they're like no 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 we could tell the tires were not going to last it was not going to last we had to come in we had to pit i mean it's, this... they're not driving the same car but Pierre Gasly yeah, made it to the finish line on the about the same age mediums that Carlos did um i'm and sure he was also Carlos, racing his heart out Carlos excuse me Carlos is very good at tire management um, was this after Charles crashed or no? Oh yeah, way, okay. way, way after. I can't that, remember. Yeah. My brain is fried. Yeah, it was. It was towards the end as he was. Yeah, I mean there were only ten laps left. Maybe he was like, I, I don't want. That- <laughs> I don't want to have the same thing to happen to me. Yeah, yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, at that point, I guess you have to you have to believe that, like, well, they must know what they're talking about because, again, this is this is what you're talking. This is what you mentioned before. This is the brainwashing at work. The brainwashing of, like, well, they must be, you know, they have all the information. I, it's like a clown car it, over there, though. Like they have information. It is. They don't know what to do with it. It though. is the Barnum and Bailey three ring circus. There, there's like somebody doing like I, I'm just like picturing like somebody sitting there doing like long division with a pen and paper, <laughs> you know, what, well, and then telling him to pit. And that's why they didn't notice that he's like trying to do this like extremely difficult overtake, which was really awesome um, on Sergio Perez. You know, while while he's doing that, the, the, you know, when you're doing you're sitting there with your long division, you know, you can't be looking at the screen showing where the cars are, I guess, you know. So you're a little distracted. My God. <laughs> and I mean, I can't imagine. I don't know what else could be going on. Like that's that, that's what I'm imagining. Because like, what are they? And why are they always? You know, why are they always telling you I'll get back to you? Why is it always like you know? They're I don't know. Like they they're uh, we said maybe maybe the team principal needs to change, and there might be some other people that need to be um, swapped out. I mean, they they clearly something is just not going right. There is not a harmony. In that yeah, team. I need to look up how they're what the ownership structure of that team is like. You know, like who owns Ferrari? Is it the family still? Well, I mean, is it part Ferrari, of Fiat uh, still? Like, is it? Um, because I'm like, who are they beholden to? You know, because obviously Red Bull is beholden to the Red Bull drink uh, company. So I just looked it up. Ferrari's primarily owned by the public, uh, meaning I guess they must be. Oh publicly traded or I don't know um yeah they're uh or is this like a Green Bay Packers go buy shares type of situation (laughs) I don't know but um um they're so yeah there's like a holding company so yeah Fiat like you said but they uh let's see yeah I don't know it's a little bit unclear uh primarily owned by the public it says um, oh, so only 10% is still owned by, like, some family member. And then 22.9% is owned by Fiat Chrysler Automobile Group, whatever. Uh, so that's 22, so almost 23%. And then the public is 67%. So All right, Italians, yeah. start writing. <laughs> Seriously. I mean, they're not all Italian, presumably. But, uh, but yeah, anyone, uh, anyone who has shares, uh, you, you should, yeah, do something. I mean, I don't know. There's, <laughs> I, yeah, something must be done. And I, I don't, you know, I just, unfortunately, nothing's going to be done, I'm sure, this season. And I don't know if anything will even be done next season because I don't know if they all have the same attitude that, like, Mattia Bonato has that, like, nothing's our fault and we didn't do anything wrong. Then, it, I mean, that's very troubling. Very. That's, that's an organization that I just don't have a lot of confidence in. You have to be willing to, you know, brutally and honestly look at your missteps and and be like how can we not do that again 
how can we make this a better process? How can we do this better? I'm, I'm kind of, I'm like, well, what do you, this, this whole Ferrari, the legacy, the history, the this, the, I'm like, you know, were you guys ever good? Like, was it just so much like possibly Mercedes was Lewis and vibes? Like they, they had Michael Schumacher just developed the hell out of that car. And that maybe that was it. Yeah. Well, you know, Ferrari's main thing was always yeah. Le Mans racing. I don't know. That's um, like what. But um, Enzo but on a, on a more cheerful most. topic, or I guess on a more interesting, um, uh, fun topic, mm-hmm. uh, let's let's talk about uh, George Russell pulling up almost like a Max Verstappen. I would say, like when he, I really had that feeling. I really had that feeling that like, and I guess this is how. I was sitting there trying to tell myself that this oh must be God, how Max yeah. fans feel when Max Verstappen is Max Verstappen. You know, that they must be like, yeah, that's my guy. <laughs> so I'm trying, <laughs> I'm trying to be more compassionate towards, uh, towards, towards Max fans and being like, okay, like, yeah. I guess I can understand how you feel, sort of, because like when George did what he did and that was, you know, a bit ambitious and was very aggressive, I was like, yeah. <laughs> So, you know, when it's your driver, you know, I guess it, that's, I mean, yeah, George, well, but, but in, in George's defense, I guess, and as he kept trying to defend himself repeatedly with, with his, you know, apparently having memorized the rules letter by letter, uh, was saying that he was like, well, according to the rules, I'm in the right, according to the rules, it was, <laughs> and do you know, he said it like 50,000 times. After there, he said it in like every, like I watched, like he's like, Hey, hey, race control. Um, I didn't break any rules. You over there, did you hear what I said? What I did was within the rules, was 100% legal. <laughs> and you there, Alonzo, just FYI, what I did was within the rules. And uh, I don't know if you can hear me all the way across the room over there, but what I did was within the rules. It was very Alonzo, I have to agree, yeah. Because that's definitely something Alonzo has done. He's he's pulled a move and but, been but like. But George specifically well, actually, being alluding to the rules, which I think was probably. I mean, I'm not going to question his uh, understanding of the rules. I would guess it's quite good. Uh, he's this is Mr. PowerPoint, Mr. You know, he's like he knows about the rules. Yeah, George would definitely be like an attorney oh, yeah. if he wasn't. A oh yeah, he'd be, he'd be so, so good at it. He'd be so good at it. Yeah, not as exciting. So probably he's not. You know, not into it. No, <laughs> but he would be, he would kill it because he'd be like, no, I'm going to win every case and that, you know, and he probably would. Um, or yeah. So, uh, I mean, that was, I just, that was just so funny. I, I definitely do sometimes feel a little bit like a certain way. Like he's like, sometimes he seems a little arrogant for sure. I would say. Okay, but do we think the arrogance is just because he's, like, super British? Yeah, but British people aren't supposed to be that way overall, I thought. Or, like, maybe, like, he's super posh, Super I posh, say. yeah. I don't know. I think it's just... No, I think I think it's those years of suffering at Williams. All the pent-up, oh, like, fair. that's what I think it is. I really think it's that. I think it's that his, his, his... As far as he sees it, he has suffered long and hard... For this opportunity. He really has. Yeah, I mean, he has, sort of. Yeah, they really, an argument could be made that it shouldn't have been um, three seasons or however long, you know, that that was too much. Um, but, uh, you know, I think he, yeah, I think he's still, he, he's still, like, in that mindset of, like, yeah, I'm here now where I want it to be, but, like, I mean, this took way too long. I'm going to, and I'm really going to prove myself. I'm going to, you know, it's, it's, I mean, I love the, well, I love I mean, the energy of, you know, balls to the wall every single situation every single race every single corner yeah. but um yeah I just I was gonna say it's really it's probably really hard to see your peers especially like Lando yeah who is not as good as you yeah and is you know the number one driver at McLaren mm-hmm. which is you know arguably you know that and Williams are like the most British teams yeah well, I don't know. We said McLaren's like super American. <laughs> well, now, now, now it's are, super yeah, American. Yeah, it wasn't it always that way. Yeah, true. <laughs> yeah, that's the American team as far as I'm concerned. It's not Haas. Um, never, never has been <laughs> really. But but McLaren, yeah, used to be more British. Now it's like nope. I think they're uh, so. Hopefully, you know they're big fans of our podcast. Of course, I assume. 
Since, <laughs> since we're the preeminent. Hey, I'm out here defending Danny Ricks. They probably hate me. Well, you've defended him more than I have. So maybe maybe it's No, okay. I think that's why they don't they don't like me uh, because I'm out here defending him. Oh, right, right. <laughs> I see what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. But yeah, no, that was like George, I mean carry on. You know what I mean? Like he knows all the rules. He's not going to get in any trouble, I guess. It's like, like, go for it. It's, uh, it's honestly great. And we still, we still had, I mean, every race has to have some Alonzo, you know, shithousery. So he was when he was like, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a requirement. As long as he's still here. It is. We need to have something, you know. So they, like, they told him that, like, you know, the, they told him, like, where Lando was or where the other, I don't remember if Danny was behind him at that point or not. But he was like, yeah, yeah, let them get close and like burn up their tires <laughs> he's like that's fine <laughs> he's like he just you know i was gonna say like if you have enemies if you just stay quiet they will eventually mm-hmm. sort themselves out yeah yeah totally. it's, it's the same concept right yeah 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 i mean yeah I, I continue to kind of like slide off the i hate alonzo um you know train it's 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 breaking my heart but he you know he just kind of like he's funny though like like, I do understand why people like I have to say like even though I love Seb and I you know wish him nothing but the best and I I wish he was in a better car and it would be you know know. great to see what he could do in a better car but uh I do understand why people um talk about Alonzo in a very different way than they do about Seb even though Alonzo's older like he's what he's like he's like at least like five or six years older or something than Seb and and yeah I mean Lonzo's like forty one yeah he's right? always turning forty one soon um, he's yeah so he's older and he's a, but he's like the way that he behaves is just so different from from Seb like you know people say that I'm not saying Seb is washed but but his like does he does he have that like fire. Uh, still that he, I'm not sure. I don't know. He has like three kids. So I feel like it's probably hard to put yourself in a situation where you're like, it's gotta be, you know, you put yourself in a metal box that's on fire (laughs) around a circle for two hours at 200 miles per hour. I feel feel bad saying this, but I'm, I'm, I started to get like, you know, Kimmy vibes from him sometimes, you know, where it's like, he still loves, he loves to do what he's doing. Yeah. But, you know, he's, whether it's because the car's so bad or, you know, that that, of course. Which it is. Which I'm sure that, you know, messes with your motivation when you're someone who, you know, has has had a history of winning a lot. (laughs) And that's, you know, even because at least even when he was at Ferrari, at least he was still, you know, he was fighting for wins and stuff. Oh, yeah. So at least. Fighting, you know, fighting for a championship. Yeah, exactly. So um, Um, it's got to be tough. I just. Oh, I wish he was back at Red Bull. Yeah. Well, that ship oh, has yeah. sailed. That would have been. <laughs> I know that would have been that would have been amazing to see. But. It would have been interesting. Yeah. I mean, uh, I yeah. So yeah, I mean, like I I hate I'm Seb fans. I'm sorry if you know. Like I know there's probably like I'm not saying he doesn't want it, but like he the way he behaves is just so I can understand why people talk about Alonzo in this completely different way than they talk about Seb because Alonzo is like he is out here like. Look like he wants to get in that car and like wreck everyone. Like you can, he is you know out to get you. He is yeah. He's not he's afraid ruthless. to He's completely like he's. You can see that he's still like he wants like to fight for every position. He's very like it's it's no joke. Like he's gonna, you know, he's gonna do everything that he has to do. Back up the whole field. Do whatever you know. Do whatever he has to do. And um, and yeah, I just don't I don't like feel that same that same energy from Seb. So, I mean, I hope I hope that changes. Of course, I hope that you know maybe next like we still don't know what he's doing next year because he's already been asked. Of course, and he won't say yet. You know, he says it over. The- I I think the chances of him staying at Aston Martin are slim. Slim, but I also don't know where he'd go, and I can't see him choosing to retire. So you think, really, you think he wouldn't, why wouldn't he retire? Like, maybe, you know, it's. I just, I don't know. I mean, maybe. Yeah, I, we'll see. 
I want him to go, like, get things in order at the FIA. That's what I want him to do. That we would get, like, everything running maybe- ship shape. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Get, get it all straightened yeah. out over there. I say maybe he'll he'll go try to do the triple count, crown. Oh, yeah. Okay. That that would work, too. Sure. Let's do that. Yeah. Which, which is what I think um, Danny Rick should do. Yeah. After he's done with F1. Or, like, but. maybe go rallying. Like, he did He did like it when he was at, when he did uh, Race of Champions uh, on the snow and ice. He did kind of enjoy it, he said. And he was like, yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm not, he's like, you know, right now I'm obviously, you know, busy with F1. But he was like... I would, it would be a steep learning curve, whatever. And I'm obviously, you know, oh, I'd be starting yeah. off with like, you know, not knowing whatever, but he was like, if there was somebody that wanted to, like he made that, he actually said that. And there were, and there were actually, uh, when that happened, there were all these funny tweets from like, uh, from, um, from the world rally championship and rally cross and other people like tweeted being like, yeah, sub, Hey, hi, like come on, come on over and race with us. We'd love to have you, which was really cute. And I'm like, so yeah, Get, go. Uh, he seemed like Sebastian he seemed into OGA. it. And he did seem to pick it up fairly quickly, considering he was only there a short time. I mean, Seb, I think he is an amazingly fast learner and a, a very, very quick to adapt to uh, to things. So I think I think that would be awesome. We'd ha- we'll have to start watching railing then if, if that happens. But I um, love railing. I think railing is so cool. railing is cool. Like those, they're completely insane. Like those people are truly insane. Like yeah, that's that's truly. that's the <laughs> that's the you know. Like F one compared to rallying is like very polite and and uh, you know pinky in the air. Rallying is like, uh, yeah, it's nuts. It's nuts. So yeah, I would love to see that. Um, but okay, let's get to tweet of the week. Uh, yes. As it's been already long enough. Uh, so uh, our big winner this week is um, uh, Twitter user K E C S one three. Uh, who's got a really cute Kermit avatar that I love. Um, Props uh, on that. Um, And, yeah, um, the tweet was in response to our tweeting that uh, Mattia Bonotto quote that I talked about earlier where he said, if you'd have asked me for the race what the gap was, I couldn't answer because I'm not looking, like I'm not counting the points, you know. And uh, they tweeted, I was told there would be no math. Ferrari probably, (laughs) like that's what Ferrari said. I mean, the, I, I don't think they are very good at math, uh, whether it's points, whether it's, you know, tire degradation. It's why, yeah, it's why their car keeps blowing the up. Car, I mean, they, they guess some other equations are not going right there in uh, the engine or wherever else. Things are there. I don't think the math might not be their strong suit, which means that I think you and I uh, could get jobs at Ferrari um, and we'd fit right in. <laughs> we probably would. I think I we might be able to. Right <laughs> They'd be like, "Can you sit there on the pit wall and be fairly useless?" I'd be like, "Yes." Can yeah? Can you sit there and make really stupid strategy decisions? I can do it. Uh, yeah, sign me up. Sign, maybe. Oh yeah, I yeah. can do it better than everybody here. We're ready. We're ready. Ferrari, give us a call. Um, you know, I I can't see us doing much worse. Let's be honest. I'm sorry. Honestly, the bar is in hell. The bar is low. <laughs> well, the car does set on fire sometimes, so that tracks. Like, it, it's on the sixth It's red. Level, okay. It's, you to, know. To Dante's Inferno, it is in the sixth level. Maybe they so. need to think about going a different color direction with the car. I'm just saying. Maybe red is over. They say when it. No, then people, people would actually write. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> That would be hilarious. So that would be hilarious. I'm I'm just saying, consider maybe yellow. I don't know. Something, you know, <laughs> like that looks more like a clown car. I say like green for go. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. We would have to be different shade than Aston Martin. Otherwise, it would be confusing. But yeah, something like that. Or uh, yeah, I mean, you know, just maybe pick a different color. I don't know. This this uh, The red's not working out. Um, not that that's the issue. <laughs> But all right, that is all for us this week, guys. Uh, Thank you for listening. If you've gotten this far, please, please, please remember to rate and review us on all the things, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you're listening. Uh, Give us, of course, a five-star rating because, you know, don't think about Ferrari when you're doing the rating because then you'll want to give us a one-star. But otherwise, please give us a high rating and review if you have a chance. And as I mentioned earlier, but I'll say it again, you can email us at racingincidentpodpod at gmail.com. 
And you can follow us on Twitter and at Instagram. They are both at racing underscore incident. I promise eventually we'll do something more on Instagram, but um, follow us anyway. In the meantime, you know, and wait for that. You could be one of the OGs, you know, once once there's actually cool stuff there. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I guess that is it for us this week. We will see you, n- not see you, but we'll uh, be in your ears next week to talk about Hungary. Uh, so, au revoir. <laughs> Salut. A bientôt. Ciao. (laughs) A bientôt. Ciao, regatta. A ciao tutti. (laughs) Bye. Thank you so much for listening. We are an independent podcast made with love, and we appreciate each and every one of you who listens. Racing Incident is hosted by me, Anna Tarkov, and Ellen Nolly. It is produced by myself and Ellen, and editing and tech support is by Tim Rodriguez. Charles, what's happened with Max? Nothing, just an incident on the race.